Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. do 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 Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. No, I'm recording. You get your shit together. Get your shit together. I'm waiting on you to situate yourself. <laughs> You rush me. I don't like it. Well, you don't know, rush me. That's the, that's the second Taylor yeah. Dane reference this week, y'all. Is this the right pad? I'm gonna. I'll just do it by myself, y'all. <laughs> we're doing the single life episode one twenty one. We're finally catching up. Single this life. This is it. Yep. Yeah. Oh wait. This is, this is chasing a ghost. Hold on. I think this is the right pad. <sighs> wow. I'm using a legal pad. <laughs> Professionalism. Professionalism. This is it. Yes. Okay. No one ever said the show was professional. <laughs> Y'all, um, let's just jump right in. Chasing a ghost. We do Chasing. Any announcements? Um, if you're listening, this is on Friday. Extreme Sisters, the first two episodes are dropping tomorrow on Saturday on the free feed. It's just the tip. Take some milk of magnesia, y'all. You can try Ooh. it before you stick it all in and jump up to the $8 tier on Patreon or Supercast. We also want to remind people don't some people don't love Patreon. If you don't love the app, that's what Supercast is for. It's way easier. We have to yeah. admit it. So click on the, the link are in the show notes. I want to clarify: if you're not tech savvy, Supercast is much easier. It is, but it's in the show notes. You're like, what's the link? Just look in the show notes. Um, y'all, we had a sissy that sent us something. I want to read this before. We normally don't talk about it, but I feel like it's important. Yeah, this is not a spoiler. Important. It's important. not a spoiler. It's Liz posted in an Instagram comment. Uh, and you guys know, this is this is kind of a spoiler, but kind of not. I mean, uh, it's not anything where, we're not like... They're not together anymore. Yeah. Shocker. I, I think... Shocker. Yeah, I think this is from 
Uh, Sissy called Auntie, Auntie R. So thank you, Auntie R. And she sent us this tea and she said, I left Ed's ass in Vegas because Tiffany's- This is Liz. Just Liz, Liz said, I left Ed's ass in Vegas because Tiffany was so rude, making comments, and Tiffany prided r- right into it. I think sometimes Her friend. Talks, yeah. I didn't want it to affect so Ed's So Tiffany's ni- friend was making nasty yes. comments toward Liz. And she said, I didn't want it to affect Ed's night because he was oblivious to it, and I kept quiet for him. Three exclamation points. <laughs> I tried to be the bigger person. Ed tried to pick a fight in Old Town Las Vegas in front of a crowd, asking me what was wrong. And I didn't want people recording us. I kept my mouth shut, begging him to talk, quote, begging him to talk about it in private, end quote. He kept pushing for it. We got back to our hotel, and Ed was so upset that I didn't want to discuss something so personal in public. He was so upset that he called the airline in front of my face at 3 a.m. to book a ticket home, trying to leave me in Vegas. He left the room to finish the call, and I didn't know he would not go through with it. Instead, thinking he went through with it, I went online and booked a ticket myself. $400 later, and me being a mom on a budget, I left. I am not sorry for it. So, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but that completely contradicts Ed's Ed's story. story. It, y'all, again, it, it kind of like, because some of you have asked us, like, are y'all going to talk about Ed still? Because he seems like he's can be, like, y'all talk about what a monster he is. I, I don't like talking about Ed. However, sadly, so many sissies have reached out just to say, oh, my God, I was in this type of relationship. Th- or Thank I'm, you for doing it. Or I'm even in this type of relationship. Yeah. Because it's this kind of, I think the word... Like, I remember when I did the Dear Maddie show. This is a trigger warning for sexual assault. But when I did the Maddie show, I had a friend on that was sexually assaulted. I remember that story. And it was a great episode. And one of uh, our mutual friends, she sent me a message. She said, thank you for the episode because I always felt like that my – she uses words. She's like, I, I was raped, and I always felt like my rape wasn't rapey enough. Yeah. Meaning when I asked her what that meant, she's like, just what you see on, like, Lifetime TV and things like that was not my experience. Right. But it still was assault. And I think with Ed, this is controlling. Yeah. This, but it's so it seems subtle, but I think that story it's, that she is such a good example of the behind the scenes madness of this. It's a predator. He's a predatory, predatory person. This is a uh, and I, I think to clarify what you would what you were saying, some, uh, we people people were asking us, are you guys going to stop covering Ed? And uh, because they used the 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 explanation like you did for Jeffrey, and. These two things are very different. Number one, Jeffrey, we the whole this is we're talking about Jeffrey and Baria, of course, nipple tits, which um, tats. We the reason why we did that is because this that was more of a protest from the entire Nine Days podcast community. Of we all kind of contacted one another and he said, had a rap sheet. This a is legal gross, rap sheet. a legal rap sheet with convictions for domestic violence, not allegations. No, a legal rap sheet. And we were. This was more about a protest for TLC's casting and hope for the they would do better for their vetting for having people on the air, which is an easy Google. Yeah, very easy Google. Um, so, and this is, and the reason why we want to keep covering people like Ed, unfortunately, until uh, something comes down, so if something happens, then we won't. But, um, because we need to, we need to call out this behavior. We do. We, we need to call out this. Like, it's why I think I would still talk about 
Paul and Karini, I think there's abusiveness on both sides of that relationship. Right. I want to talk about it because, yeah, y'all, we we laugh at these people, we cry at these people, but y'all, I've even had some of y'all email me and say, "Oh my God, I'm Darcy." Right. Like we relate to these people. That's why and we like the show. In and- a way, what can be gained without talking about tough subjects? Because honestly, what can be, what, what, what can be gained with without with saying we're not going to do it? I feel like I'm, you know, I pretty I try to be pretty self-aware, but Ed has really expanded my uh, inclusionary thought of what is predatory behavior. Oh, that I did not have. You saw yeah. it before more. I did. But it's it's it, I've learned from it. God, I've learned from Big Ed. Yeah. <sighs> no, it's uh he uh he he tweaked me from episode one. But and I didn't see it. It's but all... that's a deal, y'all. I was like, oh, he's cute. I was probably just like some of Ed's girlfriends are like, oh, he's cute. He's funny. Yeah, he probably you know you know. And I just kind of I thought yeah. like some of you well, no, did also. The, his disability and his condition, you you look you you immediately your your sympathy and leads I, before your empathy. I, and does. I totally did that. Let me say that again: your sympathy leads before your empathy does. Yeah, which and they're two very different things. And that's exactly what I think would happen. And then I got to know him. I'm like, oh. So yep. anyway, that's that. But I just wanted to read that because, boy. Yeah. Um, so they are back from Vegas. Let's just jump in and get. So he is back in San Diego, and Liz and Ed, Liz and Ed got in a huge fight. He says, and they haven't um, spoken four days. Yeah, because she did leave him in Vegas, and so immediately we're like, uh oh, the other shoe must have dropped. So he's meeting his friend Lily, who we've met before. Um, again, a younger person that Ed hangs out with, uh, and I guess to pick up his dog because I think Teddy was staying with uh, yeah Lily. Um, the biggest objection I had besides Big Ed's all of his talk is he gave Teddy lavender shortbread cookies. <sighs> A lot of people feed their dogs people food. Yeah, but cookies got sh- I have sugar I d- in them. I don't. I don't do that, but or I didn't. That can't be good for dogs, can it? I don't know. Because, My mom and dad give their dogs everything. But anything that's got like... Like anything that we that that dogs are fed, there's not sugar in no, it. My dad will eat his Brahms like ice cream cone and put it down and let the dog lick some of it and then keep eating. That's gross. My brother does that. With, I think a lot of people with, look, with his dog. His dog is like here, Beezer, have some of this. And then they'll eat, yeah, a lot of people do. And that. he'll and he's like his mouth's cleaner than yours. Y'all, that's not true. I think I <laughs> may come at it. If you're a vet and you know, but I've... Stop letting your dogs eat your food. I mean, dogs have disgusting mouth. They lick they lick each other's butts. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> you know what? Maybe have, dogs do I have, have no cleaner room mouths. to talk. <laughs> Maybe they do have cleaner mouths. So, he basically, he tells her that, kind of what Liz said in that, met is that... Yeah, we went to she, a club. We went to a club. Tiffany and her friend. Uh, we're talking, and we talked about Tiffany was... She can be mad at Ed, but she was pretty fucking gross to Liz when there was no reason to yeah. be. And, and we did not see this, y'all, because obviously they didn't get enough footage for yes. it. Yes. And so they went to this club, and Ed said that he kept asking Liz what was wrong. He said he couldn't let it go, but he did find out that his daughter and friend were talking shit about her. And um, so he kind of Liz shut down, and that's when he said – and she booked a flight and left next morning and left me, and he said – and left me all by myself. 
like, and then he like made it Rose about him. had done. It was just the like Rose did. So it wasn't about what she's going through. Um, I also want to remind everyone that it's been three weeks since, since they, they started, dating. started dating. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, he texted Liz. She's coming over. Liz basically, Lily, the friend says, you don't communicate. Um, or they don't communicate well, which I think we can both, I think we, everyone can agree on that. Yeah. It's not good communication. No. She said it's not good. And then Ed said a question and I went, huh? And it said, he said, why is love so hard? Ugh. First of all, this isn't love. This is control. It, thank you. Thank but you. Is love hard, poodle? Love can be hard. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Love can be hard. Love can be a nice kind of medium hard. Okay, that was the wrong person to ask. Um, In Poodle's book, love is rock hard. (laughs) Dang right. (laughs) But I I would say that love, love, uh, love in relationships are hard because people are... People are different, and people, people, you know, you're, if you fall in love with someone who's exactly like you, you probably won't have that many problems, but rarely do people look for exactly themselves, yeah. unless they're narcissists, <laughs> um, or, you, or, you're, or you're that kind of gay couple who has a boyfriend twins. And y'all look alike. <laughs> Still freak me out. It freaks me out, too. That happens a lot. It happens in lesbians, too. No, it's true. It's very true. Um... But I feel like, uh, he says, why is love so hard? I wrote barf. And he says, y'all, again, Poodle said three weeks. And this is Ed saying, and when she's not next to me, I'm a mess. I think about, No, you are a I'm mess like, when she is next I'm to like, you. That's called codependency. Yeah. And you need to fucking be single for a long time. Everything reminds me of her. Every song, every blanket, every mean text I send to her telling her she's a piece of shit. Everything. <laughs> I... And so Lily says that doesn't mean Liz is your soulmate for the rest of your life. And he's like, no, Liz is it for me. Again, it's absolute or it's nothing, you guys. It's so frustrating to watch him be so intractable in dating. Because you have to conform. Intractable is a great word. You have to conform to what he wants or he'll blame you. For, um, he'll blame you and say, I guess she wasn't the one for me. Yep. And that's what, he always blames it. That's what he did with Rose. And yeah. Liz even says, she talks about Vegas and how they. Wait, they're, they're, he's invited her over. He's invited Don't, her over. Yes. Yeah, let's, um, so she, y'all, someone brought this up um, uh, on our Facebook, uh, our Facebook group, the Sissy Squad. We were, they were kind of talking about what we had said about Ed being a predator and someone also said further down um, that he always plies these women every time with alcohol. There's uh, always that, that, alcohol oh, involved. That's a good point. Always alcohol involved. Oh my God, he does. And there's always like some type of like sweet or, and I guess I'm sure he likes his wine and, but. Every time there's always wow. like... And you think, oh, he just set the scene. He's just being nice. No. That's why probably a coffee date for him wouldn't work. 
Probably not. Yeah. He would never meet you at Coffee Bean at like no. 11 a.m. No. He would wow. need it to be in the middle of the afternoon and order like a bottle of wine to get y'all liquored up. Wow. So he, um, he, he's got champagne, now, he's, but, the wine, and a fire is going. Now, but wait, I thought Liz said this to the camera, or did she say this to him when she said Vegas was tricky? Or did she say that to him? Maybe to him. I wrote it down wrong. To him. Okay, so yes. He's got the fire going and everything. And he does say, I want to be with her forever. And she basically says, again, I didn't want to open up, up about it. And he kept pushing for it. And that bothers her. At so, the club. It's interesting. When I watched this, I thought, Ed's still skeezy. But I thought, she needs to talk about things. And she does need to have better communication. So I'm glad she made that Instagram co- post. Because here she is telling him, I want to talk about it. But I want to talk about it in private. Yet right. Ed wants to have a good show and get good ratings on 90 Day Fiance. So he wants to fight in front of her. So in right. front of people. So Ed is like so Ed's basically like, I know, I have no patience. And I'm like, Ed, you've said that ten times and done nothing about it. Yeah. Did you did you notice the the most the most glaring part of this whole thing is when I wonder if he would send us stickers now. <laughs> he tried. Wow, that's right. He did. He He tried to send us Big Ed stickers. He did. Which don't even look like him. Like they're an idealized version of him. They don't, yeah. So so he starts saying, yeah, we don't, he said, we don't communicate well. He's like, you know, you, you shut down and I keep pushing. And I'm like, great. So now he's telling her what she does. Yeah. And how... It doesn't work in, and then how you're you're surveying how this relationship works and saying what she needs to do. Yeah, they definitely need like some. They need a good. Oh, I'm blanking. And then he says he does say it's like, and then after you left, I had a panic attack. Again, that was sympathy over empathy. That was the worst thing of making her feel like shit. And she felt terrible because then, so he's he never said to her. How are you feeling about that? No. How are you feeling now? How? Yeah. Not that he was just all. So we're we're plying her with alcohol. Then we're going to make her feel bad about what he's supposedly she's done to him. Well, because when he says I had a panic attack, guess what she does? She puts her hands over her face in shame and cries and she feels bad for leaving. And so then she's going to do whatever she can. He's broken down her boundaries so much. Which I told you, and I, I don't like to be right, but I was right. Like, Liz has gone through some traumatic shit. No, you're right. And she was broken before she even met Agreed. Ed. She needed to be single for a while. And Because y'all think about it. This is know, someone who was in Vegas. Ed guilted her into to right. taking her back. Told her he was going to leave her alone. So she took the initiative to leave Vegas, even though he was already doing this shitty, shitty behavior. Right. And here she is crying and feeling bad. Yep, yep, yep. And I just want to say, if you're in this relationship and you realize, if you're a, if you're feeling bad all the time because you keep thinking you me- you're messing up, I used to have friendships like this, and I realized it's it not wasn't you. It wasn't that I was messing up repeatedly. It's that my friend was treating me like shit and was yeah. toxic. And was making, and it made you, there was nothing you could do. There was nothing I could do. I, I want to say as well, um, Liz, it's no, 
It's no chance that Ez chose Liz. Predators no. can sense this kind of weakness in yeah. people. They can sense. I shouldn't say weakness. Pe- predators can yeah, sense. Not Just predators can sense these patterns. They sense a susceptibility to the same kind of thing. So Ed's like a fucking great white shark. He can smell it in a way, and he might know that. Kind of like how I can smell a good dick. Fair, you know. But he might know that consciously, or he might not. It's uh, for a lot of people. People that are predators say, "Well, I didn't mean." There, it's just subconscious. Yeah. It's just they know. And if and if you were like, because I've had this kind of stuff in my life. If I kept dating the same person over and over again, it is not something you need to blame yourself, but make but accept what happened to you in a relationship and saying, "What changes do I need to make?" Exactly, because here we are, three weeks in, and Ed is looking at her, saying, "Am I what you want?" I mean. Not like today, but am I at what forever, you want? forever, forever, ever, ever, ever? And Liz is again. Liz says again, "This feels too soon. I don't think this is fair." Y'all, listen to your gut. Yeah. How many times has Liz She's said? She's desperately trying to put up a boundary. Desperate. I hope Liz watches this and goes, "Whoa." I need to fucking work on me. Yeah. I need I need to like I need to do some work. I, I need, need to, to like go to a therapist. Spend some time in the desert. Yeah. yeah, go to a ther or better help y'all. Use the code reality gaze. <laughs> but I need to go to some help. Figure this shit out. Right. And then get back to life when I'm ready. But he asks her, Am I your forever? And I said, Who can answer this after three weeks? Who? This is terrible to do to someone. Terrible. Anyway, I hate Ed. I can't abide him even now and then. <laughs> oh, I'm in Ohio. And I haven't heard from Sonny. Uh, he ghosted me. I thought we had a connection when I made him a mix CD. But that's okay. I put Cisco's thong song oh, on it because like that's a fun song yeah. for me. Now look, Poodle said this before, and I agree, y'all. I think Danielle is starting to wrap her head around dating, and I, I know you call them the murder cult, but I think the three angels from <laughs> Della Reese really helped her. We see, we see two of the weird sisters. Uh, they're calling from heaven. Yeah, no, they're they're calling from uh, outside the cauldron. <laughs> they're still trying to still trying to hope. So uh, here's the deal: Danielle didn't hear from Sunny, and she's like, you know, you sit here and wonder what you did wrong, but I've learned that you've got to have a thick skin. So I signed up for a dating app. Good in Ohio. for her. I will say to to date you guys. It, this is the thing about dating. If you're like, "Oh, I hate dating," you do have to have a thick skin. You you have to you have to date. You have to be able to take the rejection, and then after a while, the rejection happens. And you're like, "Yep, looks like we just weren't a match." Yeah, you move on. And after, and I know I know you hit rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. You should probably add another one. <laughs> After rejection. Maybe. And it may- People didn't see my light. <laughs> you know, but seriously, I, but you have to say, people are not seeing your light. Yeah. And or, that is okay. You'll or, shine on someone else. Or we're not a match, which is something I say when I reject people. 
And I, but it, I think it's doing, I think it's doing it in the most honest way possible. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're, I, I had, I had fun getting to know you. I just don't think we're a match. I kind of look it back too, like way back when I was younger dating, when I was speaking about Big Ed and Liz, when I was kind of so emotionally needy and I got in codependent relationships, I think, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't, I'm so glad that I didn't get with somebody in my 20s. Yeah. Because I would have probably gotten with somebody who was really toxic and horrible for you me. You would have. And treated me like shit. We would have had to intervene. But instead, yeah. I I had a couple of toxic, I had like long-term friendships that were toxic, but I was able to get out of those. Yeah. But it was easier because I was in a relationship. Right. So maybe, again, look at, I wasn't supposed to, it wasn't. It is that you're not a match, but also it's like the universe it's giving you a gift. Giving you a gift. Um, so I'm glad that she's taking this initiative. Um, I so she met a guy named Robert, and Robert. she went on her first date with him. Now, Robert, this is a good type for her. He's fifty. He is. He's got kids. 50. He's divorced. Now, look, I'm not saying that people. But, like, people have different types. Like, hell, even my own... Well, no, I mean... But just... When you look at Danielle and Mohammed, you're like... It's not right. It's not right. Some people prove that wrong. Angela and Michael. You look at them, you're like, not right. They proved it wrong. Robert and Danielle look right. right. I agree. It just look. It's a couple you would see at Old Country Buffet. I don't know why you would bring up Old Country Buffet to me right now without taking me to Old Country Buffet. Yeast rolls with butter all over them. We've got to move on. (laughs) So they're going on a second date, and she's going out with him tonight. And she said, we just went out to eat, and we we just went out to eat, and we talked. And we got a second date. The most lady likes me. (laughs) I'm very nervous about a second date. So they're going to go axe throwing. She tells the girl, I think this is great. Okay. What do you think? I want to go axe throwing. Is TLC single-handedly keeping the axe throwing (laughs) salons or whatever they call them alive? True. They're like, where do we take? Do they have an exclusive contract, (laughs) or for all reality shows, is it is it in every pitch meeting? So where are we going to go? There's someone who says axe throwing. They have exclusive uh, uh, exclusive agreement with the chain. Is that an axe in your pocket or you're happy to see me? <laughs> it's a long name. It was hard for them to get an LLC, but you know. Um, <laughs> is that an axe in your pocket or, or are, are you happy, happy to, to see, see me? me? So, but that's true. Everybody does this. I was gonna, I was gonna say something like the throwdown, but I, I like, do it. I like that's better. <laughs> yeah, you know. So. I think Danielle doing anything athletic is going to be quite a debacle, but we'll see. Now, Danielle says, it's been a long time since we've been intimate. And since I've been intimate. intimate. She's like, but I'm a sexual person. And uh, a dam broke inside my body, and I shivered, and at the same time, I got a little queasy when she said that. You know, I wrote, good for her. Though, oh, I was horrified. It was horrifying because it's Danielle, <laughs> but good for her after hearing all that shit Muhammad said about you're, her. You're exactly like, right. Good for her that she can uh, admit I, that. I think this is totally the motor, murder cult slash angel girls influence. I agree. I agree. So she, um, 
So maybe maybe that murder cult will do something good. When you walk to Sandusky. Before they cut off her head and summon the 800-year-old warlock. I'll be there to suck your blood. As I I said, they needed the blood of an idiot. And of an idiot. (laughs) Which somebody really enjoyed. Of a a simpleton or something. (laughs) So Robert shows up on the second day. He's brought her flowers. Um, and he even he went on a trip in Arizona, and then he got her a like, shot glass he said, because, of course, I collect shot I glasses. Collect shot. You, uh, honey, I could have told you you collected shot glasses by looking at you once. Does anybody? <laughs> maybe now, don't judge me, y'all. Maybe I'm wrong. Does anyone over thirty five collect shot glasses? It is kind of a younger thing. To it's do. a younger thing. I feel like that. I collected said, them as a as a child. I I collected them in my twenties. That said. What else do you think Daniel collects? We know dolls. <laughs> Buttons. Buttons. I'll it kind of button. Uh uh, you know, uh those things that your your dry cleaner gives you, the strips. The strips that go on clothing. Oh, yeah. oh. I just love how they're all different kinds of colors. Don't forget my Laffy Taffy book. Those <laughs> jokes are so funny. Mad Libs. Mad Libs. We apparently could do a whole podcast about what Danielle collects. Key rings. How's the Spotify playlist coming? You're making it's, it, right? Yes, it's coming. All right. So we're going to announce week. it next week. Y'all, if you're not following us on Instagram... First of all, who, who who hurt you? Do it because we have a great meme of Chris, our sissy Christina. Oh, it, she made the best kiss. It's the best meme of the whole date with Sunny on the tiki boat. That's all we're gonna go say. But go check it out at Reality Gates Podcast. Um. Anyway, so he brings her all this stuff, and so um, Danielle needs to train her dog. <laughs> that dog is up on. Uh, uh, out of control. The, the, uh, up on strangers. Yeah. Just, it's too much. Pally. Yeah, Pally. Pally, oh, she likes you. I, she'll smell your crotch. It's just because she's a lovable one. <laughs> so, um, he, he, and he's, he's like, he looks like a typical guy in his 50s. Who lives in, San, near Sandusky, yeah. Ohio. And he's anyway. Like away. So she's like, I'm not going to wear, I wore, when I was in Ocean City, I wore extensions and makeup. And lashes. And now I'm just going to put some lip balm on and go. Be comfortable. Again. I like to be comfortable. Kind of fucking respect it. Yep. You're like, I'm going to be me. And if they don't love me, sorry. I will say, of all the people, and I said this last episode, of all the people on this season, Danielle is the most ready to date. Except for the end of this episode. I was going to say, I think Colt's probably the, ne- the most yep. ready to move on. At Camp Williams, but yeah, I but would have said Brittany, that. Br- but Brittany, no. Molly, none, none of these, y'all, and even Fernanda, these people haven't taken care of their shit. And no. you, you shouldn't you shouldn't go out there looking, and I'm not, not blaming people for this, but don't expect to go out there looking for uh, someone to share your life with when you're not a complete person, yeah, agreed. And and you're you you're you're already you're still hurting. You're still not over something. I'm still hurting. Anyway, anyway, y'all. So they're going axe throwing, and Danielle's 
she's trying to throw an axe and she's like, I feel good because it's touching my hand and we're trying to throw the axe and I'm not good. Oh, but he's touching me and it's to make my nipples tingle. Uh, he does bring up, he's like, yeah, I just, um, I came from a bad relationship. So I was like, hopefully that won't be, That's- but should, so did she. Um, and I, I wrote down, did they I'm not going to be no good at this. Did they just let you throw sharp axes without any help? They probably no give you. They probably give you. I'm sure they give you pointers. Okay. Yeah. For most of these shows, work, yeah. If you work at, is that an axe in your pocket, or are throw, you happy to see me? Or, let us know. Or the throwdown, as I was saying. <laughs> if you if you work at uh, metalheads, or or something. Choppers. Yeah, or some stupid axe pun. You say it's stupid, but if a handsome man dressed in a lumberjack outfit came and showed you how to throw an axe, oh, I'm so into it. Or maybe the Max E pad. (laughs) The the Axe pad. That was a stretch. (laughs) We should be right. As soon as I said it, I knew it. That was not good. I admit it. That didn't work. So. Um, so yeah, Rob, they throw the axe, they laugh, they, and, but basically Rob, uh, they sit down, because Danielle's finally like, I gotta sit down, I just wore my comfortable shoes. My feet hurt. My feet hurt. <laughs> so, um. Also, they're combining, most of these places serve alcohol, so you're combining yeah. alcohol with axe throwing. It's, you, it's a lawsuit. It's a lawsuit. Um, just waiting. So, he's Rob, good at it. Rob is good at it. He's better. And Daniel gets a couple. And so Dan- Danielle's like, so how was Arizona? And he says, do you like to travel? And she says, yes. And she said, I really just started doing that in the last couple of years. Rob says he was married for 17 years and he's been divorced for 10. So that's good. And she, I was with the kid's dad. And that's spelled K-I-D-Z-E-S. Kids' dad. Kids is dad. I was with the kids' is dad for twenty two years. Kids is dad, and then I'm t- I'm literally dead. just talking my TV. I'm like, and then just say you were like, don't tell all the details, Danielle. Don't tell all the details. Don't tell, don't tell about the, sm- the smelly cooter, please. Then, no smelly cooter. No smelly and cooter. And then she says, and then I got divorced, and that one was hard. There's been a lot of hard things to forget. He said some pretty harsh things. No smelly no. cooter. No. And I wrote, no, 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 no. Look, look, look. Oh, you can't even see it. <laughs> I, I have so many no's. I, I can't. Uh, so many no's. And she said, then she's like, I got. I need a minute. And she gets up and she starts sobbing and she is full oh, on crying. Y'all. And she's like, I've never told this story to the band. And look, I know this is her trauma I, and I know this was hard and I know she needs to share this. But not it's with not someone now. on the second day. It's not Did now. Did you see Rob's face? Yep. He looked like, what the fuck is happening? Can you imagine if someone had said, if if someone came up to you and said, yeah, I need to tell you something. My ex told me I had a smelly dick. <laughs> yes. On Remember TV. my first date with that one guy? It was a blind date. And he said, I said, so what are you doing this week? He said, oh, I'm going to the dentist because I keep having this smell of bad breath in my mouth and I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you this story before. He told me this at Le Petite, Le, Le Petite Greek on Larchmont. He's wow. like, yeah, I've got a weird tooth in my back. It's making my breath smell really horrible. I've got to get that figured out this week. Jesus. 
I'm that like, was when I would excuse myself to the bathroom and leave. I knew it wasn't going to work when he came up and he had a lot of gel in his hair and it was spiked. I think I would have said. this was in 2008. Uh, I think my meter's running out and you hear. And made me just peeling out. <laughs> anyway. So y'all. If if Robert stays with Danielle, he's either broken Good or, for the, him. or the one. I agree with you. That's all I have for about them. Uh, me too. Y'all, we're going to take a commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to be talking about Fernanda in Miami and her, and her roommate. Oh, das ist gut. I was just about to say das ist gut. Ausgezeichnet. <laughs> Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft. And the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. 
And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find you're happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find you're happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. Miami. <laughs> we did that without even thinking <laughs> about it. We didn't even it. plan it.
Miami. Yo. We say the same things. We're the same. Same. We're the same. Same. We're always we like, like to be the same because we have to always look and say, say the, the same. same. Say the same. Same. Y'all. Uh, <laughs> that's that's an extreme sisters. sisters um. By the way, R.I.P. Rick and Erica. They didn't get back together. They're oh. broken up. Or they got back together in Mar- and Murray 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 Murray. Well, they've sp- broken up now. Not before she got m- some more things injected in her lip. <laughs> she- you posted a picture, and it was so. <laughs> somebody on posted our Facebook group. And you posted a picture of Howard the Duck, and it was completely <laughs> accurate. That it, should be a watch along movie. Really, I haven't seen that movie in years. It really. Whenever you say that, you choose the most obscure things that are never streaming. And you don't I know do. that people piggyback on what you said and say, yeah, I agree. So now you're going to get 20 messages yes. saying Howard the Duck. <laughs> I think it's funny that people also think it's a democracy. I never knew that. that. I never thought that. that. The, well, any anytime I'm spearheading things, it's not really a democracy. <sighs> I, I do take... Unless there's like, pizza involved. Like any good ruler, I will, I will take suggestions from the serfs. But <laughs> but I I uh, most likely I will follow the counsel of my Rasputin or someone else or do what his dick tells him or do what my dick tells me. That's what I call my Rasputin. So yes, y'all, they're broken up. Um, sad, sad. I, I th- and she's like, don't you? Everyone should stop talking about it. <laughs> I wish people would I stop talking about Rick the way I did. Come on, it was so hard to date a rich man and have him buy all these things. It for was you. so hard. And then we're gone. Really it was wish. so hard. I really miss Rick. Oh well. Well, we say Miami because y'all, Fernanda is Fernanda's in, in Miami. Bobby has been left behind. Uh, or Robbie. Robbie. Robbie's left behind. She's in Miami. A trainer also. So she moved to Miami. She's moving in because her trainer. Like, so I got this guy. He's a boxer. Like, I know a guy who's a boxer. He's looking for a roommate. Because you know what? In the entirety of Miami, I don't think anybody else is looking for a roommate, Fernanda. Yeah. So it's going to be you and this also heterosexual, hot, hot straight guy. And 30, I, 30 year old boxer named Noel. And I know you've said you want to focus on you right now. And you don't want a relationship, and you want to focus on your career. But I'm going to put you in the same place with this hot as fuck boxer. Who, y'all? We're just going to say it now. It's huge. It's huge. And it's, it's girthy. It is a huge German penis. It is. It is as girthy as the Matterhorn. It is a. It is. <laughs> yes. It is a. It's a, a spritzel to your nitzel it's, to your. It's quite a schnitzel to your, to your verst to your bruce. <laughs> it's and it's gonna make you goosh, <laughs> y'all. I think I don't think we very very rare, we rarely objectified the the German language in that way, but here we go until today. Um, it's but, quite a schwanza. Quite a schwanza. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, we actually. Somebody posted in the CC Squad. Apparently, there's an. He's art- also gorgeous. He's go- he's he's real cute. There's an article exactly that my type. posted saying that like the bigger your nose is, the bigger dick you have. And this guy's got a schnoz. And you know what? I agree with that. Me too, Alexi. That's how huge. Well, a lot of that's it, how we get a lot of big how dick we, face readings. Yeah. It, to me, it's it's not just the it's nose. Not just the nose. It's the proportion of the nose with the rest of the face. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. 
it, it's it's a couple things. That's why that are Charlie work. throws us off. It's a couple things that work. It's the proportion of their body. It's also just a feeling. There's, yeah. there's a feeling that you know yeah. that, that in my head, there's like that computer, those old 80s computers, like, that like spits out, it like processes everything. And a printer everything. like prints out the line yes. in your brain. <laughs> 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 big dick, big dick, <laughs> big dick. <laughs> And while the, the paper gets jammed because they get off the wrong, because we put it on the wrong holes on the roller, and you're like, fuck. It's like the car from Knight Rider kit. Michael, I believe he has a big dick. Michael. <laughs> Which, by the way, that guy was homosexual. He had to be. The, the guy who did the voice of Kit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who did the voice of Kit? I don't know. Someone knows. Where are we? Where are So anyway, <laughs> she's moving in with Noel. Um... He's a boxer. He's like, they're talking. He's like, oh, I'm from Germany. And Fernanda Germany. immediately is like, he said, have you been? And she's like, no, are you going to take me? Now, Immediately honey, flirting. Honey, this honey. is the thing. Her flirting is kind of like, it's not next level. It is like either she's, we've never really seen her flirt. We haven't seen her season. No, yeah. But maybe that's how she flirts. Maybe she just kind of like. Makes herself an object. Yeah. You know, in that way. She also said, I know, I took notice of this too. Um, there, I wrote, the air is thick with the musk of flirting. It sure is. Even with him. Like, he was, he was like, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll meet you for a drink later. He's like, she's like, yeah, you're going to show me around? Going to throw my little tiny body around? She didn't say that, but that's, that's, yeah, that's he, where that's I jumped. Why she's, yeah, exactly. She said, why are you moving to Miami? She's like, well, I just want to be here. And then she said, and I want to take my body, body to the next level. And I thought, you know, <laughs> that's the difference of why Fernanda's a gorgeous model, and I have not. I have never thought, huh, I'm going to take my body to the next <laughs> level. I'm like, usually, I'm going to take my body to a bigger pant size. Yeah. Or... I want to take I want to take this bag of potato chips to the next yeah, level. Yeah, have you ever thought that about your body? Like I want to take it to the next level. Maybe, but it's only lasted for three days. <laughs> when I wanted Louise's trattoria. <laughs> Y'all, if you live in Los Angeles, you just want good, basic, horrible for you Italian food with amazing bread that makes that makes it feel like it hits your stomach like a brick. Then you've got to have Louise's. Louise's. I could eat a chicken parm right now. It's 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 it is perfectly acceptable it's Italian the the American bread. food. The bread is that delicious. Bread. Oh. Focaccia, rosemary focaccia. I like you went focaccia. <laughs> I did. I raised my left arm in a little Italian. Uh, so I also want to say, the way, if you, I've mentioned you this. I watched that Anna Garten thing with the cocktails. With, on Melissa Dis- McCarthy, but on Discovery Plus, but. Have you started watching Bobby and Jada? It's next on my list. People say it's amazing. It's I hate you, Discovery Plus. Yeah. It's so good. Do they cuss? They haven't cussed yet. I've oh, only okay. seen one episode. I kind of want to hear Jada Lorenzo say fuck. Fuck you, Bobby Flay. I just want her to take a bite of food and go, that's Dick so, liquor, that's good. That's so fucking Dick good. Dick liquors. That's so goddamn good. Fuck me. Oh. Anyway, it's great. Fangul. It's beautifully shy. Oh, I'm sure. It's. I think they're friends. I think they're actual yeah. friends. That and somebody else came for this. I still think she's a complete and utter nightmare off camera. I've. 
I've heard that. Um, I have to say, y'all, that laundry show, if you just need something to just... It's just a guy getting out stains, and it's fascinating. <laughs> he what is have lovely. we come to? He's lovely. I just turn my brain off when I watch it. I watch like two episodes. Doesn't he solve their problems, too? Yeah, a little bit of that. But he's just so gay and like I, beautifully I'm, friendly and just like... I'm sure it's wonderful, but, but I, I don't, just want to say... I don't think we needed a show where a man gets out... Laundry stains. You know, Oprah Winfrey says she's obsessed with it. She loves, like, one of her zen things to do is to get out stains, like in the carpet or clothes. Do you think we've come to a place where uh, the stressors in life are just too much when we're watching things like The Laundry Guy or when it's, I mean, when on YouTube the most important, the most popular things is people watching planes land and take off? That's a huge thing, by it's the way. It's a huge thing. I, I think there is... Um, <laughs> Have we gone past the point of no return? A little bit. Because I've... You know, you already sang it last podcast. You already sang it last podcast. It's in your head today. How am I the one who's usually singing now? It's true. Um, you know, I just posted... <laughs> Sorry, I won't go on. Um, I posted this article all about burnout and stuff. It's all, it was on NPR, I think. I posted it on my Facebook page. But Google... Brain fog. It's brain fog, yes. And I'm telling you, that is that. I was talking to you just the other day. Yeah, you were. That, that was and weird. I was kind of telling you, like, it's like sometimes I find myself just kind of staring out yep. for like an hour or two, well, not I think, doing anything. Because you've got caretaker brain. I, I got that too, but I think a lot of people, um, I'll post, I think maybe someone posted it in the Sissy Squad, actually. I think that's where I saw it first. I, I've I'll noticed. post on my Twitter and stuff too. It's a great article. But anyway, I think with all of it talked about the stressors yeah. and how I do think people want to um, check out a little bit and just not. I totally agree. Well, I think that's what a lot of reality TV is, but this is even this is even more interesting. And I think other countries have had this before, especially Japan. The shows are like people like uh, people like stirring soup. There was a whole yeah. channel, and I and I think we're just now getting used to that. It's like I like pimple bopper, however. <laughs> anyway, but and then I and then I, did, I and then I'll watch forensic files for three for three exactly. hours straight so and about dead people. So. I did text my y'all. I have a partner that I producing partner where we pitch shows and stuff like that. And I texted him and I said, I like that we haven't sold a show yet, but someone pitched it to a network and said, Hey, I got a guy who gets out laundry stains. <laughs> And they bought that fucking show. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will say with this app, this app is very different. It's the, very the, different. This is this is for a very niche audience, yeah, and a very devoted audience. God, I hate you, Discovery Plus. I know. You tried to sue us, and you're becoming one of my favorite <laughs> apps. Anyway, it's like an abusive husband. It's you true. Just keep going back to. Uh, Y'all change. So later that day, she's meeting her friends Sierra and Maggie. I, I know what I was going to say oh, before yeah. we, we, you went on a long tear. Sorry, that we're just coming back. Y'all don't fuck your roommates. Who fuck your roommate? Raise your hand if you <laughs> fucked a roommate and learned that that wasn't a good idea. I didn't fuck it, a roommate that I lived with I for a not. long time. I fucked like a. <laughs> Please explain. Like when I was doing when I was doing foreign study, mm -hmm. uh, I may have messed around with a roommate. Uh, but we Where? weren't. We weren't uh, this was in in Italy. 
Your room guy, the guy you were rooming with there? Yeah. Y'all fucked around. Yeah. Didn't end well. When you say you fooled, didn't go good. When you, didn't go, <laughs> when you fooled around with just a little heavy petting? Uh, or did he a give little you more than that? Or did he put a salami in your focaccia? No, nothing that extreme. He didn't fill the cannoli. He didn't fill the cannoli uh, with was, cream with but, crema. But there was a lot of uh, creme manicotti on your face. <laughs> there was a little bit of spumoni <laughs> coating my face. I like that we've ruined German and now we're just on to Italian. Yeah. Wow. Spumoni. A little, little bit of, uh, or spumante. When the moon hits your <laughs> eye like a big pizza pie, he's a coming. <laughs> Speaking of, we're doing Moonstruck for t- this week's uh, watch and chat uh, t- to celebrate the great Olympia Dukakis. This will probably, this is airing tomorrow, right? Oh, this well. is gonna this Tonight. single life is going up on Friday, yeah. Today. So, um, uh, you guys, if you're around around 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 8 Eastern, uh, we're watching Moonstruck. We're watching we, Moonstruck. It's, our, it's in our Facebook group, the Sissy Squad. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. So, y'all, so um, that she goes to meet her friends, Sierra and Maggie. Mate, I'm coming home. I'm Rod Stewart. And um, so they're like, we're so glad you're here. This is really good for you. Like, y'all. I agree with them. This, I agree. This is a fit for her. And then Fernanda starts talking about her roommate. This is the thing. She just and she sh- she shows them pictures of him and they're giggling like schoolgirls. And I'm like, honey, just spend some time being you and being, being you. professional. And she even says, oh, he texted me and he asked me if I need a ride later. And I went, oh, I've gotten that text, too. <laughs> Haven't you, poodle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love a ride later. later. I'd love a ride on that D. Ride gonna on ride that D. That D. Gonna, gonna ride, ride that, that D. D. Gonna ride that D to Dick Town. We haven't sang that song in a while. Uh, she wants a she wants a ride. I'll tell you what she wants a ride on. Yeah. His McFlurzen herzen. <laughs> no. She, she wants to ride on a certain vehicle. Driving down the highway. No. The oh. something you take. Guten Tag. <laughs> Gonna go down the dick train. Gonna go on the girl train. The German girl train. Guten Tag. Say hello to the girl train. We're climbing down the Alps. We're going up the mountains. And we're going to get the girl train. Das ist gut. Spätzle. <laughs> Wiener schnitzel. Wow. Um, so she, the thing is, <laughs> wow. I, I feel like she does like feeling like a sex, sex object for men, and it's a comfortable thing for her. I don't know if she likes it going with her history. I think she loves to be adored and yeah. admired because it feels... So she's learning this in her. I'll be. I'm hoping she talks to her therapist about this because our therapist is great. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be like, this is a pattern. This is not real. But and the fact that she's already she's taken herself out of a non productive, non healthy environment for herself, and like a lot of us, we think, oh, I when I go somewhere else, I'm going to be a different person. Guess what? No, she ain't. 
She's the same dick crazy Fernanda. You're, you can move, but the baggage goes with you unless you yeah. take, deal with it. Yeah. And y'all, you can be dick. You can be digmatized all you want. You just have to not let it interact with your daily work, especially Which, in your twenties. And maybe she, we didn't say maybe she doesn't want a boyfriend. But the thing is, you can't just fuck your roommate. You can't. I think she does want a boyfriend, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm worried I, about. Yeah. I mean, if this was some guy she met, I'd be like, ride it, girl. Get that D. I don't think Fernanda's that kind of girl, unfortunately. Anyway, because Fernanda even says, I need him to bring another girl home so that way he'll get out of my head. <sighs> Honey, he's living rent-free already, sadly. We need to talk about Brittany. <laughs> Y'all. This was a short segment, but we learned a lot, we, I think. Her shoulder's doing better. She's working out with her friend Prince, who y'all Prince on the on the gay ladder of like if the bottom rung is like um oh that Australian guy that was in Beauty and the Beast, who we never really know if he's gay or not, that actor. Oh, Luke Evans? If the bottom rung is Luke Evans... You know, of, of how we know they're gay. Uh, of how gay, yeah. Of gayness. And then the top rung is... Uh, um, uh, 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 Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. Fucking Liberace on that sequin piano. Yeah. I think Poodle and I are probably like... Upper middle. Mm, we're pretty high up there. Right up there. <laughs> Prince is at least Prince, an 8.5. Prince is playing the piano that Liberace <laughs> and, and, um, but, but you is know fucking what? on. I, I think he's living his life out loud. Oh, I'm, but it is, I'm not making fun of him. I will say it's a lot to take in on a show on I'm TLC. I'm not making fun of him. I'm actually mad fucking respect because I, I know, could not too. live that openly when no, I was that age. No, I totally agree. To be honest, I think, I think things are different, though. But I think right. if I grew up now... And I think both of us would. If we grew up now, I think we would be that, like, free with ourselves. I agree. I would be way more effeminate. I would be so obnoxious. Oh. I would be horrible. Insufferable. Yeah. Insufferable. Y'all, she would have a YouTube channel just reading people. You, you know, you want to come? I'm going to talk about today because I had I have a fake accent, too. You know yeah, what I'm going to talk about today? Yeah, you would. Um, I'm going to talk about the things that I saw a guy in Ralph's today and he had a terrible, terrible shirt on. You would totally want people to believe that you were from England. Yeah, I could totally see it. Anyway. So anyway, she's with Prince. Y'all, Brittany. They're doing a twerk out. Because Brittany used to teach twerk outs. I know. And I was like, wow. Twerking always fascinates me because it does look like people's asses separate from their body and move on their own accord. And the I cheeks, can't do it. And the cheeks jiggle independently of yes, one can another. Can you twerk? No. I cannot twerk. No. You knew the answer before you asked me. I did. I can't twerk. I did. Um, I can, however, you bump grind, and grind. I can, however, grind my ass up on you. Yes, and you will know when I when I am in mating season. I've seen when I do start it. when I start grinding up on someone. And I get really low to the ground. It's like when a cat rubs his cheek on your leg. <laughs> it's the same thing. Or or an or a, do a dog with worms scoots along yeah, the floor. Yep, that's kind of looks like that. So about as hygienic. And 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 they twerk. He twerks, and Brittany's like, "I can't let you around my boyfriends." And so then Brittany Prince is like, "Well, let's sit down. How you doing?" And How so, you doing? "How you doing?" And How she you do? starts telling him about Terrence, and she basically says, 
We didn't have sex, but on our last date, we did cuddle and kiss and talk all night. And Brittany says, I like him. He's patient, but he doesn't have to yell, but I take him seriously. I thought that was a good thing to say. And then she said, and then I, she said, I think I'm going to set it all on fire and ruin it before it, it, it burns oh, the ground before honey. it ruins me. And I have to say, I'm going to say something I did not expect to say. This segment made me like Brittany more. And actually realized that I feel like. You mean like her or I have a little more empathy for her? That's that's a little bit of both for me. I don't a I don't, little bit of both doesn't make me like her anymore because I was so annoyed with her with Yazan. Yeah, and with this, I'm like, I'm thinking, wait a minute, are you actually trying to grow and be a better person? Because it kind of seems like it. She doesn't know how. Um, she because all she knows is getting men to kind of like her and withholding, as she says, her magic box from mm-hmm. them. And uh, and this is different. And when she thinks a guy actually does like her, she ghosts him because we she reveals to Prince that she has ghosted him again. She has not talked so, to him, <sighs> even though he has called her. And she's like, I think it's over. I think I've fucked up. Um, and she's she said, I guess uh, I'm scared of being hurt because both my exes flipped on me. And it makes sense why she was with Yazan because it was someone we said this in her season. I think we even said something to the fact of saying it's almost as if she wanted someone who was completely unavailable and would she exactly. would never be able, so that way she would never have to commit to him. Yep. And we were dead on. Mm-hmm. She never. And that is her pattern. Getting with people, and if they be, who she thinks are unavailable because he lives in Detroit, right? Suddenly she has this great date with him, and he's like real and connects with her. And she goes, "Wait a minute, this could be a real thing. How do I make him unavailable again?" And then she says, uh, "She said, but I think about him all the time." And I'm like, "So you're thinking about him, yet you're not answering his texts." And this. This is behavior, you guys. She needs to have someone needs to intervene with this behavior. Well, she's one of those people that says, "I just want someone to be real," but she plays games. Yes, the whole time because she thinks she says, "I want you to be real," because she believes that all guys are going to play games with her too. Right. So she's going to play games first, so that way she's not she doesn't lose the game. I'm saying this is it's very frustrating to watch, especially when this is behind the scenes, y'all. So we're 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 hip to what she's doing. Yeah. And so we're not having to speculate, and she's fully admitting it. And Prince is like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, Prince Call like, him. Yeah. He was like, and she's saying, she's saying basically, I'm think, scared of being hurt. And go ahead. I, I was going to say, even though she's 28, I believe, or maybe even older, mm-hmm. she feels 20 to 21 to me. 17. Yeah, that's probably even closer. I think she very... Maybe she's stuck with her first marriage. Well, you get stuck in trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I would not be surprised if she... Because it sounds like she went through a horrible, horrible, bless her heart, first marriage. Yeah. Um, But you got to like... You have to work through that. And, you know, you said something earlier. She's like, she doesn't know how. That's true. A lot of people... Which she's starting to have her patterns and realizations. And a lot of people like to say, I don't know how to move forward. That's when you ask for help. Or honestly, too, that's also when you just, you start stepping forward into an unknown that makes you uncomfortable. And you keep walking in it because it's a different way of doing things. Yeah. And 
I don't know I, if Britney could do that on her own. I don't know if she has any friends who are really close to her who has her who have her real well She seems guarded. best interests at heart. I think she's guarded with friends yeah. as well even. She probably feels comfortable with Prince because he's not a woman that's going to be competitive and he's not a man so he's or he's not a, but, sorry. I'm so sorry. He is a man, but he's a gay guy. Right. So it's not a man that's going to hit on her. But I doubt that their their conversations are very deep. I don't know. I also, think, he hasn't known her for that long because she hasn't been in Houston that long. That's true, but I just can't imagine, like, I bet Prince, I have mad respect for a gay black man of color who can be that flamboyant in oh, his yeah. gayness. He has to have depth to have gotten to that point. No, I agree. I just don't think... Oh, you mean like they might have not have had yeah, those Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, possibly. I just don't think... I think they're new friends. Or yeah. worse yet, production called him. Maybe. Yeah. Houston casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say one more thing about... Uh, and this is a more overarching concept. You guys know how no, I love these. The concept of the single life, especially when it, in, in the universe of Night Day Fiancé, which is a show itself about people trying to find the one, people overcoming odds, mm-hmm. uh, overcoming boundaries, mm-hmm. of national boundaries and their own boundaries, mm-hmm. to find love. Yes. To, but these, but, and that we've said before, a lot of these people need to be single. Yes. And and I would say there's a third so the the options seem to be single and Couple. not dating okay. or only or coupled off Forever. with the intention of and I think we the show only exi- the show only exists in that liminal world of well, two options. That's the stakes. It's to get, right. to be together to get married. If we were like we're going to get together and see how it goes, that's boring and that's not reality TV. I guess, but I think that's I wish people would do that in life, but that's not real. But, but I think about the show Dating Around. I, you and I love that show, but again, I don't, that's not necessarily a hit show. Right. I, I see what you're saying. I, but I, I, I think it's, it's just a shame. I don't think a lot of people live in that area that you just talked about. I know this. I from, live in that area. Think about, though, from what I think about therapy clients. If you think about coaching clients that you've coached with, how many of them live in that area of true comfortability of just... We're also gay men. Yeah. And that's different for women who that's have, want to get married very, very and true. have biological clocks. Very true. It's, they've got a whole different set of... But Fernanda, especially, who's so young... But she comes still, from a culture where people uh, get right. married when they're 21 I, years old. I, I think I'm just saying I wish that the show had some room for that. Because it seems like it's just reinforcing It'll that same never boundary. It'll never happen. Well, it's thank not, you. Because it's, it's not high stake TV. Thank you for ruining that for me. Sorry. I'm just saying that push toward either singlehood or complete monogamy. Yeah. Um... But maybe hopefully people can do that more in life, but not in the single life. I I would I would love a show where we could vote who st- who who and we could make them stay single for a while. <laughs> I would vote for Brittany to stay single. Well, she does say I I need to learn how to communicate better. So maybe she'll take a step to learn that. I don't know. Uh, should we talk about cult? Can we talk about somebody who's the star actually, of the single life? Someone who is probably ready to date. 
He still needs to work on himself. So y'all, this opening with I, the rooster. I I will say, and I can't believe I know this. There, this is a view. This is a this. It's a it's a it's from an opera uh, called Marta. That this is from uh, Axel Fromm is the name of it. Going back to German. Uh, I'd heard it. I didn't yeah. know where it's from. It's very flotel, flotel. No one's caring. Thank you. No, somebody will like that. So y'all were waking up in Castlewood. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, I've heard people sing that. We're in opera land. We need to stop. Okay, it's five o'clock, so and you need to have a drink. We're soon. waking up in Castlewood. We are. And the first scene, I'm like, oh, this is nice and idyllic. And the next scene, uh, Colt is on the bed in his shirt and his undies, sh- and his undies with his with his legs. Flying back and forth like a sixteen-year-old girl he looks, listening to Depeche Mode. Oh, see, this <laughs> this dates me because I was like, he's like Anne Margaret in an Elvis movie, just like in a shirt and panties. <laughs> and he says, "Hey, sexy," and I, I go, <laughs> "He's like got my purple underwear on." You know, it's good to know that Colt, even though Colt seems to be more and more legitimate, he can still make me queasy. Oh yes, always. <laughs> Always. Uh, I said he's just kicking his legs on the bed like a teenage girl. Now. And he says, how about a quickie? Again, he knows it's a sensitive topic of of how many times he wants to have sex a day. Well, he talked. I feel like he was kind of kidding. Was that quicking? Was that quicking? It was quicking. Um, But he said, you know, last night he said, I was tired. But then we started kissing, and he said it just felt natural. And he said, that's what I feel like this should be. Instead of us thinking we're going to have sex like this, I think it yes. should just be more natural. He was talking about this morning. They were yeah, too tired last morning. night, but this morning they banged. And so, and Vanessa says, you know, I think Colt is trying to compromise. But y'all, what we're seeing with Vanessa, yes, it's about Colt, Colt's actions, but it's more becomes about she's literally transferring her shit onto him because if uh-huh. you know, and she has a right to because Colt has been horrible. Yeah. But she says Colt tries to compromise, but I don't think I will ever be enough for him and that he will want it from someone else. Who knew that out of the two of these that Vanessa might be the more fucked up one? I call I said she's been through some shit. You did say that. And cause and what this goes back to is like it's core beliefs of what's her core belief. And we're going to find this out later, but it shocker. It's that she's unlovable. Yep. And I say that because we all have had some variation of that core belief. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe not poodle or me. Oh, I don't know. I think we hey, have boys all- just love me, boys. <laughs> hey, boy, can someone just get away from me? Sissy pants. Okay. <laughs> I think we've all. No, yeah, we, we were all unlovable. Have- yeah. Uh, you are lovable, Poodle. I know. Between, I know that now. Between 8 p.m. <laughs> and 11 p.m. when you've had a drink. After that, <laughs> wouldn't touch ya. <laughs> Lost me. <laughs> but, and then, and then, like, when we're, when, when I, when I am ready to be loved, I'm like a cat, y'all. And then you, you're petting me and I'm like, I'm done. But when you want to be loved, you are like, love me, love me, love me. I will come up and sit in your lap. 
Do you cuddle a lot when you're in relationships? Yeah, if I have to. <laughs> you, no, I would. I will say I'm. I'm okay with it. I have to be in a certain comfort level mm-hmm. because I'm just touch sensitivity anyway. I'm yeah. Like it, it's like I have touch sensitivity issues. I have a weighted blanket. I I've an I've y'all. I come with my own instruction manual. Do you like? <laughs> do you like your weighted blanket? I love my weighted blanket. It's so funny. I love my it. My boyfriend just got one, and you know what he said? Uh, he said. He was. He's like, this is great. He said, Jake should get one of these. And I went, why, Jake? I need one of these. I'm stressed out. He was like, oh yeah, you too. But I have touch sensitivity issues. That's so weighted blankets help you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say he got it for the first time and he slept last night and usually he kind of snores. Mm-hmm. It was a dead sleep the entire. Well, night. some people use it to sleep. I just think they're great with sensitivity. Um, that that's another thing. Some people feel swaddled. You feel. Did he have the? Does he have the the big one or the little one that you kind of put over you? I have a smaller one. It's uh, the company's called like Bearberry Bear Baby Bear. Oh no, I don't. I'm saying, is it big, like the size of your bed? It's or like just an a, Afghan. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's where mine is. Yeah, not um, like a for your whole bed. But mine's pretty heavy. I don't want it. I, I I liked it. I can be a little. I get this from my dad. I can be a little claustrophobic. Oh, so uh, yeah, you don't feel claustrophobic. Your head's out of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. Why don't you see what it's like before you dismiss it? Okay. Dismissy. That's what Maybe. I'm going to call you. Dismissy. Dismissy. That sounds like a bitchy drag queen. <laughs> like, if, who was like. Dismissy. Who is, you have been. You are the tops. Uh, you are, you're a winner, baby. Who's almost like trying to be like their drag is very Missy Elliott inspired. Yes, I could see that. I would love a drag queen who's Missy Elliott inspired. So. You guys, they are going uh, on a picnic, and uh, and and well, right before that, he does the creepy up the arm kissing, which, which yeah, I'm uh-huh. grossed at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, y'all, of course, he's still taking the ring, but he says, like, I don't know if this is the right time to propose because we've well, she hasn't <laughs> explained. And then he says, and this just tells you how creepy and kind of weird cult is and also like his mannerisms and a little bit he's a little disconnected from his own reality he's like i don't know i have the courage or interest to propose again it's a weird thing to say it's weird like you have it once and then you lose it right (sighs) and maybe he doesn't trust himself that so that's that's one thing i thought of but um Anyway, he's there. They're doing the picnic. It's kind of cute. He does feed her, which of course I have a problem with. I he touches he, his. He touches her food, by the way. I don't mind. Then I think that's feeds sweet. her. But he does. It's kind of cute. He does like again. Some of you young youngins might not have realized this. He does a Julian Child impression. Julia. Of like, what did I say? Julian. I said Julia. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Gary. On the tape. Um, so he does a Juliet where he's like, "Oh, you put the bread on the cracker." Right. That's what that voice was. Probably was got Julia that Child. from mother, from Debbie. But that was well. The thing is, sweet. he took the piece of bread, then took his hand with the meat, then a piece of cheese, then another, and almost smushed it and put it in her mouth. He had completely touched everything in that sandwich with his hand, which had not been washed. I'm certain. But the night before, he probably licked her butt. (laughs) So, like... Fair. (laughs) I mean... I just... I just... 
I don't want someone. I, You've I don't know. You've never had somebody like lick your junk and then kiss you. That, but no, this is different. This is the, the picnic outside. And oh, so I it's think not about the germs of them. It's about what you could get outside. No, 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 no. In the world. I'm saying someone's hands are dirtier than their tongue. Come at us if you're a doctor and let us know. <laughs> let us know. People's hands are filthy. That's they why, are filthy. We've uh, learned that COVID. But I'm so. saying I doubt he sanitized his hands before he did that. Probably not. Yeah, Probably I just not. was grossed out by him manhandling her food. Then putting it in her mouth. Yes. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about feeding people anyway. Gross. But you're all about it. You're all about feed me Seymour. Um, depends on what you're No, you're you said you loved it. Well, we're, we're watching oh, Chevelle. Yeah, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Gross. Gross. But not in like a sexual way. More in like a the way cult like just we're having a picnic. Like Chevelle's was like. Mm. And now when I think about it, like, and they were at dinner, but like in the bedroom, I don't want someone feeding me food. But like we're having dinner and someone just, so that's the way I like, someone says, hey, try this. I'm like, okay. I got the hiccups. No, I don't want to talk anymore about feeding. It's so disgusting. You can give me a fork or say, here's, here's a fork. I'm not going to put it in your mouth. It's not for me. Okay. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> Uh, so y'all, they're, um, Colt says they're having a good time. And she says, remember when you did this on my birthday? It wasn't a lot. This was was really sweet. It was really sweet. He's like, it was a simple gesture and you don't think you do a lot, but you really do. Right. For me and my mom. And he said, you're nice to my mother. And Vanessa said, it's not hard. And I went, marry this woman. I, because for her to say that about to be nice to Mother Debbie. They, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. They actually kind of work. And I doubt they have as many problems as they are presenting on TV. I think they're probably a lot, they get along a lot more. I, I just want to tell Colt, I hope this works out because she likes your mother and gets along with her. This won't happen again. You need to lock again. that down. This won't happen again. <laughs> I agree. It will not. You need to take this chance and uh, and seize the day. Yes. You need to uh, carpe that DM. Yes. <laughs> carpe Vanessa's DM. Yeah. Toot sweet. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen again. But then Colt goes on. It was very sweet. He says, so you're so worried that you won't make me happy, but I don't want you to be scared. These are the moments that I'm happy. Waking up, being with you, holding you. Right. And I was like, what the hell? This is as honest we've ever seen. He Then he does say, uh, Vanessa says, I'm afraid of losing you uh, because that would destroy me. She, We finally get to the core belief. And she cries. I'm afraid of losing you. not And because she's not enough and she doesn't want right. to be alone. So she and she has more issues than Colt does. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, because she's feeling person, Colt really kind right. of isn't. So then, y'all, love bomb. He says, I love you, Vanessa. And she says, says, I love you, too. She says, I love you, too. I'm sure they probably said it. This might be the first time on camera. And then I'm like, this is sweet. Great. This is a good ending. And then Colt goes to his car and says, how can I not ask for to marry now after try? that? I, I have to. I know it's crazy. Everything else is perfect. But I've got to follow my heart. Follow my heart. 
it's interesting because it's ev- all, Again, everything's I just going wrote, no, fine. No, 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 no. Everything's no, no. fine until he he has to go the extra mile. It's like Big Ed next week saying, "Liz, will you move in with me?" God, I hope not. Please, Liz, I hope you dump his ass next episode. Because that's going to make me sad if, we, if Ed gets broken up with and we don't see it on camera like we did oh, last time. Oh, I want time. him to get his ass handed to him. Because it was In cool. the worst way possible. When Rose did that, it was phenomenal. Oh. Y'all, if you ever feel like you need to break up with somebody and you don't know how, just watch those maybe one or two episodes. Go back and watch those episodes of... Rose fucking and you know what? She he tries get your strength. To, he tries to be sympathetic towards her. She and sees through it. Yes, be be get inspiration from Rose. And even even someone you know who who did something similar, Erica and Stephanie, because Stephanie yeah. was super uh, in a similar way. I have a disease. I have a condition. I don't know how I'm going to be. Stephanie went back and forth, and Erica's like, no. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna fall for this anymore. No, that's true. Yeah. Th- that breakup that Erica did was great too. I forgot about that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they they were they, well. They were the first same sex couple, and it was kind of a bust. You're right, though. Ain't no drama like lesbian drama. <laughs> well, they were technically bisexual, but two women together is is yeah, is, is is a is a, a good. Good place for drama. I still want a dramatic gay couple. I love Kitty and Armando, but we're not going to get it. I want, I, I do, I want screaming. I want someone throwing clothes out. Like, you can take your kimono. <laughs> like, ah, uh, yes. I want. He, did he give you this? Y'all, I'm not kidding. Do you know? Cast me. I'm the first person. Because honestly, it, it's, it, I've seen so many older white men dating younger Latinx men and having oh, so much I drama. Know, I know so those Ke- are great. So oh. when Kenny and Armando happened, I was like, this is it. We're going to have. No. Nope. But Armando's way, has way too much of his shit together. Right. And they're both too good of people. We need. Oh. Give, give me, give me a twink that steals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who's like stealing Adderall. Give me a twink oh. who steals. That's all I Who's, ask. Oh, Yes. I, even that, I would like that on Mary Millions. Actually, that would <laughs> yes. be great. Oh, break break the sexual boundary by giving me a terrible gay couple that's embarrassing. Oh, we we're, we're, we are do we already, that. We already had one to show heterosexual people that gay relationships are wonderful and amazing. <laughs> now let's give just a, destroy give, them. Give us one that is so embarrassing. <laughs> like I said before, give me a twink that steals. <laughs> Who always Who walks will put around things in his name, and there, he always has a little backpack that we never yes. know what's in it. Yes. Who wears? Give me one who comes in methed out in the morning. He wears cakey foundation over his acne. Yes. Bad and, skin and sideways pink hats. Oh, all of it. Oh, baby yes. tees. All of it. All of it. Let's put that out for the with a seventy-five-year-old man who's creepy. Matt Sharp, if you're listening, we just told you what to do, and we were right. <laughs> Say, you can say, uh, l- look up, uh, s- Sticky Fingers, looking for Twinkie, b- Twinkie Gay Boy, Sticky Fingers a plus. A plus. <laughs> All right, y'all. We have one oh. more episode, I believe. Uh, we, and think then the, next, we think and, the next one is the finale. That's what and then there's a, then Sean Robinson says there's a tell-all. She, she, told, us, she was, told us there was going to be a tell-all for- So there um, should be at least two more episodes. 
of single she life. She did tell us there was a tell-all for, um, what was it? What season was that? And there was Other way, Toe. And she said there was going to be one, and either we never saw it or it didn't air. I so. think they were doing, maybe she thought it was Strikes Back or something. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. Y'all, that's the show. You can go to realitygazepodcast.com to check out our other shows. We want to remind you that Siwa, uh, is it Siwa? Siwa Inter- International. Siwa International. That's our, our charity, charity this month in the Sissy Squad. It's helping out Indian sissies, um, um, or people in India. Or Indian, yeah. Indian people in Indian, general. Indian people in general. You don't have yeah. to be an Indian <laughs> sissy to <laughs> receive know. help. Um, because obviously they've been devastated by COVID right now. Right. Um, y'all, what happened is we raised $1,500 and a sissy... On her own accord, matched it $1,500. So we've already raised $3,000. So I would honest, I'm putting it out there. It's the first much. I would love if we could raise $5,000. I was just thinking of that number. So y'all, if you're in the Sissy Squad, we have almost 9,000 people in there. If each of you gave, hell, a dollar. But if you can't, we get it. But if you can, goodness, just think what we can do, do for other people. So... All right, and if you don't want to give in the Sissy Squad, you can always buy merch. 100% of the proceeds of our merch that we get goes to them. And we got new merch coming out. What's that coming out? Next Poop. week. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're waiting on it. Hey, everybody. We call these people. Oh, oh, oh I forget before I remember. Mother's Day, y'all. <laughs> Nothing says Mother's Day like a cameo from two gay men. Now, look. Poodle, if you want a Civil War cameo, he's got it for it's, you. It's weird to do that to your mother, but I do have people asking. Most of the time I'm giving uplifting Mother's Day messages. Well, that's good. Or I'm asking you to take back the night from your family and, and, and take back mother, and at least take back Mother's, mother's Day. Yes, and I'm a mother lover. So, um, I'll, you're a mother something. I am. So, you know, anyway, come at us on Cameo. Be, if you're, this is Friday when you're hearing this. You need to book those today if you want yeah. to get them by Sunday for Mother's Day. So If you're lucky. <laughs> I know there's some. You can do an option to book like a 24-hour cameo yeah. that we have to do in 24 hours. So if you want that, you can do that too. Anyway, y'all, we call these people Lonely Hearts because, Poodle, aren't we all just Lonely Hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes. And if you want to ride that girth train and you want a little schnitzel on the nitzel on the gitzel. Barbecue sauce. Call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 